Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. Here's hoping we get through this week without chaos ensuing. What's up, kitties? It's your favorite orgasm for the ears, a.k.a. the Chad and Cheese Podcast. This is your co-host, Joel Bitcoin over bitches, Cheeseman. And this is Chad. I'll take that COVID booster. So wash. On this week's show, three acquisitions, two big investments, and one rich-ass nurse. Yes! If you love them a mile wide and an inch deep, this episode has your name written all over it. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions. And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman. I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay. That makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, Yeah. simplicity. <laughs> Seriously, though, seriously, text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways, text kernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. Text kernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. Text kernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey. Kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh, my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data? I mean, that that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs. Automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener. Get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. Mmm, nachos. <laughs> so I got to explain Bitcoin over bitches. Okay. I was at a concert this week uh-huh. uh, for old white people. Oh. It was Counting Crows. <laughs> oh, no. And some dude had a t-shirt that said Bitcoin over bitches, and it made me laugh. So I thought I'd put that in the intro. He had a hot date too, so I didn't quite understand that. But sign of the times. 
I did not, uh, unfortunately, go to uh, the Counting Crows event. I did want to give a shout out to good old Columbus, Indiana, because in the Wall Street Journal, there was an article that actually talked about diversity in small town USA. And in Columbus, Indiana, one in seven residents in a city about 50,000 strong, so not big at all, were born outside the U.S. Public school students collectively speak more than 50 languages and dialects at home. A 45-minute drive south of Mm -hmm. Indy, the manufacturing and transportation hub set in the middle of a sprawling farmland is emblematic of how the nation's growing ethnic and racial diversity building for decades in coastal cities and other immigration hubs is gaining in new areas across the United States. Now, Columbus was actually built to be diverse. So, I mean, that's one of the reasons why we are so diverse. Because of Cummins Engine Company, they wanted mm-hmm. diversity, what I think it was like 100 plus years ago. Mm-hmm. You, you can't just be this overnight. Well, as, as you know, I have family uh, from yeah. Columbus and still yeah. there. And uh, yeah, my, my whole life, it's been sort of a, a mini cornucopia of creative <laughs> and diverse goodness. Most people listening will not know Columbus at all. Yeah. But in terms of architecture, art, um, you mentioned Cummins, which has been a staple in that community and yeah. really doing great things around the arts and creativity and understanding how diversity uh, impacts cities for the good. Uh, they've been incredibly uh, beneficial there and recently opened up a pretty big office in downtown Indianapolis. So I know that that good loving is spreading all around the state. So uh, yep. good for Columbus and good for. They leverage the hell out of H-1B visas. Uh, so, you know, again, when you're a company and you're looking to try to diversify, they, they know what they're doing. I mean, it's a recruiting success story that yeah. you can get people out of the UK, Germany, Israel, I mean, all, all the countries Argentina, that you know. Yeah. yeah, like what the secret sauce, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's it's not Chicago or New York or Miami. I mean, the way that they sell that, that city um, is pretty impressive. They should write a book. I can dig it. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Jessica Vermette. At RecruiterShare.net. She's just a big fan, and I wanted to give her a shout out. I love it. Love the big fans. Shout out to our favorite country Western star and Bright Hire co-founder, Teddy Chestnut, for the (laughs) snazzy zip-up hoodies. Uh, Julie swiped mine, and she looks good in it overall. It really brings out our eyes, I think. Really is a nice, nice addition. (laughs) Shout out to uh, a few of our friends that made uh, Inc. Magazine's annual list of America's fastest growing private companies. Uh-huh. A couple of our friends that were on the list. Uh, Jobvite, at number 3,589. This is a list of 5,000. Wow. So, uh, so pay attention. Okay. Uh, Greenhouse, uh-huh. number 1,932. Okay. Jovio. Yes. Number 1,369. Phenom, Uh number 928, and bringing up the top of the list for Friends of the Show, Paradox comes in at number 225. So congratulations to those currently private companies. We'll see how how much longer they stay private. That's a big jump right there. That's a big jump. Big shout out to Kim Ron Hill, who pointed out last week we had a big miss on the show. Apparently, Uh (laughs) the the whole Saxworks thing, he he thought we should have ran with that. So I got to love when listeners call us out for not hitting the sex jokes that we should be hitting. 
No, dude, we weren't sleeping. We just missed it. Although we are hyper awake and looking for it this week. I promise. Clearly, our listeners are a bunch of degenerates, and I love when they bring up the uh, the sex jokes that we uh, that we missed during the show. Uh, shout out to Jobcase, who is now on TikTok. What? Holy shit! If you haven't if you haven't seen this, Fred Golf and Company are on TikTok, and they're they're making it rain and all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah. So uh, go check them out on TikTok. Gave away $5,000. That was, uh, yeah, that was pretty awesome. A big shout out to Michael, don't call me a porn star Cox. He enjoyed (laughs) uh, the social media background checks interview we did with Bianca Lager so much that he asked Bianca, how do I delete all of the stuff that I shouldn't have posted over the the past many years? Uh, Bianca was kind enough to respond, but Michael, I hate to say it, dude, I think you're screwed. Can we get Michael Cox and Hung Lee on the same show? Can we can we make that happen, please? Oh, hell no. Shout out to uh, HR Tech. This year they are requiring vaccine proof to attend the conference. Uh, one uh, well-known CEO who I will not name will remain yes. anonymous uh, texted me. HR Tech fucks all exhibitors by eliminating 45% of the country that doesn't agree with them while half the vaccinated people are hiding in their closets anyway. The ones that would show up aren't allowed. Yeah. I don't know who that CEO is, but (laughs) they can fuck off. (laughs) Big shout out to Ryan Philman. He gets a shout out for getting coworkers hook on, hooked on the Chad and cheese. Uh, It's not good enough, Ryan. You got to get your entire LinkedIn network hooked up. Come on, Chad and Cheese, everybody. Seriously, thanks for listening and sharing. And don't forget to rate Chad and Cheese wherever you listen to podcasts. Hell yeah. Shout out to the NFL. The NFL is heading into this season with 12 female coaches, a Mm. record high. And women now make up 38.2% of NFL office jobs. That's progress, Chad. That's a start. That's a start. Also, the NFL has two teams who are requiring proof of vaccinations, the Raiders and the Saints. So I guess your CEO buddy won't be going to those fucking football games either. (laughs) Shout out to songstress Mariah Carey. Uh, Mariah has launched a new Irish cream liqueur named Black Irish. Original white chocolate and salted caramel are all the flavors that you can get mariah carey's black irish i'm in chad how about you man you're getting me all worked up already shit okay so shout out to jasper spaniart over at toe talent he wrote an article entitled why wall street should start focusing on purpose rather than gordon gecko like greed talking about gen z on wall street two things here Thanks for being a loyal listener, Jasper, and thanks for molding an article around Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley news reports and my personal rants. Uh, I loved it. Even if he disses <laughs> one of my favorite movie characters of all time, Gordon Gecko, who was a dipshit. Guys, if you haven't gotten free shit from us, you need to sign up. Chadcheese.com slash free. We're giving away free t-shirts from Emissary, beer from Adzuna, and liquor from Sovereign. We just had a, a tasting last night with our buddy Rob Arndt. Good stuff. 
Love the whiskey. Win some of that shit, folks. Sign up at chadcheese.com slash free today. That's right. And not to mention, uh, you know, our, our our favorite Robert from Sovereign was on the call as well. Robert Ruff. Love Robert. Love yep. the black and white facade. That was very <laughs> mysterious. Very classic. Shout out to Symphony Talent, who shared a transformed segment of our discussion in Lansing on LinkedIn. And uh, Keith Campagna called Torin Sackett, you and me, sophisticated gentlemen. By the way, have you seen Torin's new profile pic yes. on social media? Very, very interesting. I thought of uh, the Michael Jackson when he tips his hat yeah. and he's dancing with the bright socks. So that was another black and white. Everyone's going black and white now. Yeah, uh, I think he has the Kings. He has two boys. I think he has the Kings follow him around everywhere he goes with, uh, with the camera. <laughs> that's fatherhood for you i don't i got that's none fine. for that one uh, if you haven't listened to some podcasts from the week i want to point out we had some great interviews with some great ladies we yes. got jck and bianca lager on the show talking everything from background checks to indeed so yeah. check those out if yeah. you haven't uh lately guys you have any birthdays we got some birthdays of course everyone's getting older on the show so I, I, I think I mentioned Jerry Crispin last week, but he's such an icon. We'll mention him again this week. Jerry Crispin <laughs> celebrates another year around the, the sun. Stephen Fogarty, uh, I think he's at Twitter now recruiting. Uh, Richard Cho, friend of the show. And uh, your buddy from Costa Rica, Nick Livingston, yeah! is celebrating a big birthday this week. And last but not least, happy birthday to Beverly Collins, co-founder of Click IQ, a.k.a. The better looking oh, nice. and smarter Collins. I think uh, Beverly's actually turning 30 this week. So happy birthday, Beverly. We hope to see you in Europe sometime soon. Do you think she gets the red Maserati or the black Maserati? They're, they don't have Maseratis. They have Aston Martins. Much Damn cooler. it. Much I cooler. Always, I always screw that up. Ah, shit. Let's get to the Chopping! news. All right. A little hometown flavor for you. <laughs> Indianapolis-based online training software company Lessonly has been acquired. California-based Seismic, which has developed a sales enablement platform, has announced the acquisition of Lessonly and a $170 million Series G funding round. Seismic says the deal creates a company valued at approximately $3 billion. Financial terms of the acquisition were not disclosed Something I always think sucks, but Lessonly provides online trading software, it says, has served more than 4 million learners since its founding back in 2012. Total raised by Lessonly is around $29 million. Seismic CEO says the acquisition of Lessonly will create a, quote, seamless seller experience. Thoughts, Chad? Yeah. So a quote, over 41% of salespeople now say their phone is the most effective sales tool at their disposal, right? So Seismic in itself is betting on virtual selling to stay. Uh, that being said, I, I believe this platform can be effective inside and outside of the office. And it will need to be because the culture of sales is control in general. So salespeople will be more than likely the first non-essential employees back in the office. And the big reason for that prediction is because I know how sales managers are built for the most part and in general, and it is always the over the shoulder look, the touch, the I see what you're doing kind of scenario. 
So I have another Counting Crows story, if you'll uh, if you'll humor <laughs> me. Uh, so I'm I'm sitting there with my beautiful wife on the show, and, and a, a family comes in, and the father is wearing a Lessonly T-shirt. No shit. So I okay. obviously say hi and congrats on the acquisition. Da da da. So he was. He was one of the investors at a company called High Alpha that's here locally. So ah. this company has had a lot of buzz here locally. So it's great to see a, um, a success story here. I just wanted to throw that in. I just want to talk about me for a little bit more. It's uh, a small world after yeah, all. So yeah. I, I get the remote sales stuff totally. And, and you understand that world better than I do. But being able to engage with sales when they're not there particularly is going to be important for a lot of companies. Um, my question is, these guys do a lot of other industries, right? They have customer service training. They have uh, talent training. Um, what happens to those as these as Lessonly gets sort of sucked up into the seismic uh, ecosystem? Because seismic is all about sales. Um, so do they do they sort of sell off some of the components on the customer service and uh, talent side? I don't know. That's something that I would question in this acquisition. If yeah. it's all about sales. I think the other stuff is going to get put in the back burner. It's natural evolution. Like Salesforce, when it started, it was a sales platform and then it went into customer service and it went into marketing. So it's it's a natural expansion and very smart. So I think they're looking down the road on the type of content they're going to need uh, for those other areas. Mm -hmm. Do you think the Lessonly brand will continue to uh, to exist, say, five years from now? No. So Seismic will move beyond sales and cover all that stuff and use Lessonly as the uh, the backbone. Yeah, I don't know about the backbone, but it's going to be it's going to be an easier transition. And again, when you're talking about you know total addressable market, when you're just talking about sales, mm -hmm. and then you start to bust into uh, customer service, and then you start to bust into marketing. Think about what your valuation is then. All right, all right, I can dig it. I can dig it. You convinced me. Uh, let's see if you convince me can convince me in French because <laughs> our next story from the uh, the great land of Quebec, who the the residents are called Quebecois. God bless Chad, you. If I said that correctly, so Jabilico, which we think is is pronounced correctly, uh, the Quebec job site was acquired by Harris, a supplier and acquirer of software-serving vertical markets. This acquisition opens the doors of the online recruiting solutions market to the operating group of Constellation Software, which acquires and manages software companies. Jabilico has over 3 million users in Canada. This is a country of about 30 million people, so that's a pretty good percentage. The digital platform is mainly developed and maintained in Quebec, Although it obviously has English speaking jobs and what is most of Canada. So Toronto, you can get your jobs in English. Chad, thoughts on the uh, acquisition up north? Yeah, I, I actually reached out to our Canadian friends, Shelly and Serge over at the Recruitment Flux podcast. Mm -hmm. Serge says, I was surprised by the acquisition. I thought they would have been acquired by Talent.com or ZipRecruiter. Uh, Jabilico did not gain traction outside of Quebec. Quebec because no one knew what they were and was based on outdated duration-based job post model. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then Shelly adds, Harris will quickly be up to speed on the dog shit they just bought and they <laughs> keep it and they keep it on life support for clients in Quebec. Oh hell no. She's bullish on the uh on the acquisition. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Serge, Serge sort of stole my thunder on that one. Uh, my initial thought was, how did Nouveau 
slash talent.com. Sort of let this one get away. And Zip, as we remember, just some context around his Zip comment. uh, Zip was rumored to be in the running to get Workopolis, which probably by far the most well-known and and, uh, most traction of any job site in Canada. They lost that deal to Indeed. So for them, like that would have been an easy sort of counter move to work Opolis getting sucked up by Indeed to go in and get some uh, get some claws into Canada. I don't know if Jabilico called ZipRecruiter, uh, but they certainly should have. If they didn't, why Zip would uh, pass on a move like that? I don't know. I don't know, but I think they missed an opportunity. I think you would have had to kept, keep the brand because it is so Quebec-focused and centered. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you would have had to kept the brand. But from my understanding, there was way too much technical debt. It was it, They have the same problems of the old monster has today. Uh, mm-hmm. So you wouldn't be buying it for the tech. You'd be buying it for the Quebec uh, foothold. That's really what you'd be buying it for. As well as the clients and the profiles. Yeah, that's what I meant. The Quebec foothold. Yes. How do you how do you say zip in French? Zip. Zip. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know how to say sorcerer in Australian. Sorcerer, no e. <laughs> Firing squad alum sorcerer. That's spelled s o u r c r dot com. Kind of like Flickr. For us old school students has been acquired by Australian based super job site Seek. Listeners will remember Sorcerer is kind of a glass door for recruiters where candidates leave reviews for staffing agents and agencies. Terms of the deal were not disclosed. Uh, Seek and Sorcerer will begin this partnership by launching an integration allowing Sorcerer's ratings and reviews to be showcased alongside recruiters ads, helping drive quality candidates to roles and to use trust to amplify their reputation with prospective job seekers. You pretty excited about this acquisition, Chad? I think it's smart because Chris and James turned this into a corporate vanity play with sexy profiles and widgets. Yeah. It it feels like a realty play. It's a vanity play, much like realty is. So I believe this is a great diplomatic buy for Seek. It was, I, I bet it was cheap. They only took 310 K in funding. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's big money in staffing uh, and making an old style staffing company look sexy and more trustworthy will be well received. They call this the reputation economy. I believe they should tra- they should change that into the trust economy, especially yeah. because they're focusing on staffing. And this also, I believe to some extent, will help them from a diplomatic standpoint in their area of the world to hopefully hold off indeed and the take on staffing cash there. We talk a lot about transparency on this show and uh, job seekers love some transparency and what's going on with the people and organizations that I'm dealing with. And to me, this, this piggybacks a lot of, of uh, last week's story with zip recruiter partnering with comparably, obviously listeners will remember Glassdoor getting sucked up by recruit holdings who also own Indeed. So this sort of, this business of job boards needing to provide transparent information about companies and agencies and and recruiters that they're dealing with, um, I think is really important. And similarly to maybe the programmatic programmatic universe, there should be a lot more buyers than there are sellers of of sort of this technology and and content. So to me, just like I think ZipRecruiter is probably going to gobble up comparably at some point and, and make that content their own. 
to me, this was a smart move by Seek to say, look, this is a growing company. It's super cheap, probably. Yeah. Uh, terms not disclosed based on how much we make per year. You know, this is a trend that we want to get on. This is a company uh, that's in our backyard that we want to bring on. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a great uh, a great acquisition, probably really reasonably priced. I think the two the two guys that we know uh, at the company are probably going to be uh, seek employees now. Um, they'll be great assets to the business. And I think this will be a trend that we continue to see. Uh, you know, Stepstone needs one of these and uh, a few <laughs> others do as well. So stay tuned. Well, last week, uh, speaking of Zip again, we talked about how Zip was uh, crushing it in the public markets. Um, since we hyped it up, it's down about 30%, but that's a whole different uh, podcast. Uh, Doximity this week reported uh, the physician's networking site recently valued at $12.5 billion reported a grand slam first quarter as a public company with a 100% year-over-year revenue gain and a record profit margin, dubbed LinkedIn for Doctors. Doximity, D-O-C-S is the ticker symbol, had revenue of $72.7 million for Q2-21 versus $36.4 million a year earlier. It posted net income of $26.3 million, up from $1.5 million a year before. Uh, that's a big increase, Chad. The bottom yeah. line represented a 36% profit margin. Doximity says 80% of U.S. physicians and 90% of medical students already subscribe to its platform. Are you a buyer of Doximity, Chad? In a heartbeat. I mean, <laughs> this is this is like they they call it the LinkedIn for doctors, right? Mm-hmm. And and what they're providing is is the largest community of healthcare professionals in the country. And they're also providing opportunities for like telehealth and referrals. So, you know, if I need, if I go to my doctor and I need a referral, they can do it over this platform. And I don't even have to go possibly to a doctor visit. I might be able to do it telehealth, not to mention, you know, the, the, the old uh, lethargic ways that uh, our, our healthcare system works and using faxes and shit like that. Uh, they have a mobile app for that, so you don't have to play the fax game anymore. You can just fax it via your mobile phone. Yeah. Uh, it, there are all these great productivity opportunities in this space, and I think Doximity is hitting it out of the park. And 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 being able to touch into the telehealth realm mm-hmm. makes their valuation fucking explode. Yeah, yeah. We 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 talk a lot about Zip's what three billion dollar valuation. Yeah, uh, these guys are four times that. So again, it goes back to the people versus the postings, and I think that's why you saw uh, LinkedIn was such a high valuation. We talk so much about these networks. Um, obviously, LinkedIn. We talk about GitHub um, on the show quite a bit, and they have definitely captured the the doctor physician market uh, in a big way. And I think that that's a great example of how you can really focus your efforts on a particular demographic, get those profiles, and then uh, create a really valuable company. I do want to point out uh, our buddies at Practice Link uh, out of West Virginia. Ken! Ken Ken Allman uh, is sitting on a gold mine, um, yes. as far as I can tell. Yes. Uh, private company, um, I'm going to say competitive with uh, if, if Doximity is 12.5 billion, what would you put practice link at? Even if it's a, a fourth of that, it's an incredibly valuable company. So if you're looking for a, a leg into the doctor network, take a look at practice link. They need to be acquired, uh, very quickly by somebody. 
Anybody. Yeah. yeah. I, I, th- I think Ken's probably happy not being acquired and sitting on the, the, I think the, the cash right. pile at this point. <laughs> Although, you know, who knows? It's a definite opportunity if you're looking <laughs> for uh, health care. I want, I want 15% of that, Ken, by the way, if uh, you do get called. Well, let's take a quick break uh, and we'll talk some investment dollars and COVID. Human resources is supposed to be about humans. I mean, it's right there in the name. But when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers, manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of, that human part feels nowhere to be found. This is a new era. Pando IQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with Pando IQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. Pando IQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times, surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent, build great teams, and take care of your humans. Pando IQ will do the rest, so you can get back to doing what the computers can't. For more information on Pando IQ, go to pandologic.com. That's pandologic.com. And we're back. Oh, I just got a message from Stefan Jean over at Jabilico, the CMO. Oh, okay. He said, great news from up north. That's right. Our main focus is going to be the the Canadian market. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of respect for Indeed, but trust me, we will be ramping up in Canada. So it sounds like the, the strategy there is to be able to blow up past Quebec to take Canada and kick Indeed's ass out of Canada. Uh, the question is, you know, can Harris Computer help them do that with the software and all of the support that they're going to need to be able to get past Quebec? So I'll be, I'll be looking forward to seeing what they can do. I think the greater aid that they're going to get is called climate change, because as more Americans want to get the fuck out of the, the heat yeah. and the hurricanes and everything else and the fires, they're going to go to Canada. Canada is a growth market. I hope they're ready for a lot of Texans, Arizonans and Floridians to <laughs> migrate, migrate to their great country here uh, probably sooner than they would they would like. That's the growth opportunity in Canada, everybody. Well, speaking of growth opportunities. Yes. We got a couple investment companies, a couple startups that got money. Uh, let's talk about Ant Hill first. Anthill.ai is a Chicago-based platform for managing deskless, deskless workers. Uh, it raised set, uh, $3 million in seed funding uh, this week. Deskless employees are those who work away from a desk or computer, in case you couldn't figure that out by me saying deskless. The company engage with, w- engages with workers through texting-based surveys and creates talent mapping of their deskless workforce. Future of Work gets a ton of venture investment, but only a tiny percentage has been focused on, you guessed it, deskless workers said Susan Lynn, managing partner at Investor BBG Ventures. Retention of deskless workers, Chad. What a concept. Are you buying this startup? I think it's smart. The only the only problem I see is that the two co-founders really have no experience. They're super, super smart, super young. I love the problem they're trying to solve. 80% of the deskless employee population, mm-hmm. right? 
Although the biggest problem, if you don't have experience and understand the process of adoption, rate of adoption, moreover, have someone to lead you by the hand into their specific networks, Mm -hmm. it's going to flame out. That's the problem. So the, so two hurdles that I see in the business is one, when you're talking about deskless employees, you're generally talking about uh, hourly seasonal folks. Obviously, nurses are deskless, uh, truck drivers are deskless, and, and those are maybe a little bit different. But in terms of uh, me hating SMBs and businesses that cater to them, uh, to me, this caters to that, uh, to that business. So I find that, uh, a real challenge to this company and they'll have to figure that out. Um, the other thing is the gig economy, uh, and how much of managing deskless workers will be a gig platform. Um, a la Uber, DoorDash, uh, Upwork, Fiverr, Plated, et cetera, the ones that we talk about here on the show. So yeah. I think the gig economy is a, a, a threat to this organization. And I think it's just going to be a really crappy business dealing with uh, a lot of seasonal, hourly uh, service-based workers who tend to come and go really quickly um, at companies. Trying to retain them is a challenge. Uh, we'll see if companies pay for it with Anthill. Well, if you think about it, think of companies, huge companies like Comcast. How many deskless workers do they have? They have a shit ton. So this isn't just an SMB play by any scope of the imagination. AT&T, right? There are so many big organizations that are out there that need to be able to better communicate with their employees. So I think, again, a great idea, great platform. Who do you go after? It's definitely enterprise, no question. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't think, unfortunately, they, they have the chops in le- unless they have a team of incredibly experienced advisors from this space to be able to lead them by the hand. Do you like the name? Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, it's it's easy to spell, but yeah, not not so much. Well, let's go to a name that you you might like better. Uh, let's talk about Retrain.ai. Retrain is a New York-based platform that uses artificial intelligence to help organizations retrain and upskill talent. Uh, They announced a $7 million funding round this week. The company's total funding is now $20 million. Competitors in this space include the likes of Eightfold and Pymetrics. Uh, Is it just me or is upskilling starting to sound like the new DEI? What are your thoughts on retrain.ai, Chad? Yeah. So for me, you can file this one under using crystal balls, tarot cards, and Ouija boards for hiring. <laughs> I, I hate predictive tech. I, to, to, to use a ball of aggregate data to find a career path that a human will follow is more focused on the company's need and not the employee's. I don't know if you specifically have been watching employee sentiment or not, Cheeseman. A little bit. They're not just doing what the employer wants. Mm-hmm. Hence, all the fucking quitting that's happening all over the place. So I think this is basically today's version of Zoltar, the mechanical fortune teller, <laughs> wrapped up in something that, you know, employers want to hear. You know, they want to hear that we can help you cover your skills gaps. Well, it, no, this is this is not the answer. Well, as you'll remember, Zoltar made an appearance in the movie Big, yes. another 80s classic of the many that we talk about on the show. And and this thing could be big if the likes of Eightfold and Pymetrics, you know, go public or sell for a ton of money. These guys could find themselves with a bag of cash uh, drop in their lap thanks to those those companies. 
The flip side, of course, if they flame and burn out, then these guys are, are toast as well. So for a 20 million gamble, you know, with eightfold and Pymetrics getting funded, you know, it's probably a, a good bet, comparatively speaking. Zoltar. <laughs> Well, speaking of uh, fortune telling, uh, let's talk COVID. Whew. Okay, uh, we got a few COVID uh, stories here. Let's start with uh, two new reports uh, show a surge in the number of job postings in the U.S. and Canada requiring potential employees to be vaccinated against COVID-19. New data from Ladders, my favorite company, reveals <laughs> a surge of more than 5,000% since January of 21 in job postings listing vaccination requirements and data from job site Indeed, your boys found that the share of job posts that require a COVID vaccine were up 34% on August 7th when compared to the prior month. Other job ads aren't as specific. They ask for vaccination without mentioning COVID. Those listings are up 90% over the same period, according to Indeed. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, if you're in the office or you're a customer-facing essential worker, you can't risk your employees not having the vaccine. That's the thing. This is all about risk mitigation, the difference between hurting somebody's feelings and somebody dying. I think the NFL did a, 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 a really good job in not mandating it, but mandating at the same time. They're at 90%, probably 90% plus vaccinations in the NFL just because of the very strict mandates they put in place. If you don't have the vaccine, you're going to jump through a shit ton of hoops through tests and all that other bullshit uh, just because we're going to make it hard for you until you get the jab. Yep. You know, we talked about uh, Amazon last week giving away cars and tens of thousands of dollars for those uh, employees who get vaccinated uh, because every company I think is, is scared to death of requiring vaccines because they are afraid that they'll lose a big chunk of their workforce. Uh, now you can't currently do much about your current workforce, but you sure as hell can make sure that anyone new coming through that door has the vax and you're going to require it in your job postings or require it for, for employment. And you're definitely mm -hmm. going to mention it in your job posting. So uh, to me, this is all about, look, we can't control who we have internally as much, but we can serve hell control who comes through the door. And that's why this is a trend that we will continue to see yeah. in the future. Yeah. Well, I think this goes directly into the nursing home mandate. Yep. And being able to have that conversation, uh, you know, you're getting federal funds. So guess what? The federal government is going to mandate that staff get vaccinated. Yeah. So uh, this is um, a study from Qualtrics last week asked people what they do if, if their employer mandated getting vaccine. The result clearly show the chasm between Americans. Um, about 44% of workers said they would consider leaving their jobs. In contrast to that, around 38% of workers would consider leaving their current employer if the organization did not enact a vaccine mandate. So you have two sides of that coin. Employer Employers are in a pretty pretty tough spot. And I was talking to uh, a little real life example here. My sister is actually manages a nursing home and she actually sent this story about President Biden uh, mandating it for uh, for nursing homes. And her comment was, uh, I'm going to lose 30 percent of my workforce. Now, you can, as you can imagine, my sister managing a nursing home. Yeah. 90 percent of her brain power is around retention and recruiting uh, yeah. nurses and staff. Yeah. So my comment to her was, 
um, at least the feds are making the decision for you. At least you can point the finger at, at President Biden for the yeah. mandate and not you taking it um, yourself. So she did agree that, well, that, that is nice that they can blame the feds as opposed to them making um, a decision their own because every nursing home gets federal funds and they're all going to mandate it. So if you want to work at a nursing home, you're going to have to get the shot. I think it's important that, you know, it's got to weigh heavy on her. No question. 30% of her staff, but we got to look at reality here. And the reality is, do you remember the, the Houston medical Methodist medical staff who were picketing outside the facility Sure do. and the Texas Supreme court upheld that mandate? You remember that story? I do. Do you know what the end result was of it? Tell me. The end result was they had over 25,000 medical staff and they fired 150. That's 0.6%. Yeah. So that was a leadership decision where they knew that they had to manage the risk. And in this case, it's all about saving lives. So this is a leadership decision. If you are in a leadership position and you can't make this decision, you need to get the fuck out of a leadership position, period. Yeah, it's really she, what she told me was about 90 plus percent of her um, her patients or people living at the nursing home are, yeah. are vaccinated and mm-hmm. only about 40 percent of the staff are vaccinated. Uh, and this actually kind of mirrors the federal data. Uh, that showed 60% of nursing home staff and around 82% of residents had been vaccinated as of early August. Still still numbers that are abysmal at 82 and 60%. Yeah. Let's get to 100. It's a hard decision and somebody's got to fucking make it apparently. And in this case, it's the federal government. I love watching these companies and there's a list of companies now who are mandating it. We just talked about having it in job postings, but mandating it for current employees. And again, I go back to the the Houston medical, you know, Methodist medical staff. They had a a, a big picketing and, and uh, overall, it cost them 0.6% of their staff. Now, every single medical staffer is important. Don't get me wrong. But when you have to make a decision like this, I think that's the decision you make. Well, Chad, the good news is that HR tech requires it. So there's going to be a huge spike in vaccinations as a result of (laughs) HR tech. Thanks, HR tech. Let's take a quick break and uh, we'll talk about one nurse that is not going back to her job. Amen. Are you struggling to attract the talent you need today? Do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going? There's a better way. Acquire ROI is a programmatic job advertising platform built to optimize your budget and supercharge hiring. Acquire ROI automatically manages and measures recruitment ads across job boards so you can allocate your budget based on insights, not hunches. Get to quality candidates faster and cost-effectively scale hiring across roles, all while gaining complete visibility and control over your recruitment marketing investments. Say goodbye to manual guesswork, inconsistent performance, and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today. All right, Chad, let's talk about Allie Ray. Okay. Allie Ray was working in the neonatal intensive care unit of a hospital tending to sick babies. Yeah. Working 14 hour days can take its toll. So Allie gravitated to Instagram 
to post sexy pics that she deemed as fun to, quote, let off steam. She was found out and got off with a warning, but her OnlyFans account was eventually discovered by some nosy nurses, which left to her employer giving her an ultimatum. Delete it or quit. What do you think she did, Chad? She fucking quit because at that point she was making $8,000 a month, more than what she was making as a nurse. Yeah, the the thirty seven year old now pulls in an average of sixty five to seventy five thousand a month. Oh hell no! From her OnlyFans through a combination of subscriptions, which run twelve ninety nine per month, and the pay per view sexy clips that'll run you between seven dollars and thirty bucks a piece. Jeez, what do you get for thirty bucks? Well, I guess there really is no healing quite like sexual healing, right, Chad? <laughs> Where's the Marvin Gaye? (laughs) Despite her riches, Allie Ray misses nursing and is still haunted by the way she was cruelly pushed out of the hospital. Our hearts go out to you, Allie Ray. (laughs) Whatever. She this was this was the best thing that could have happened to her. She was working with a bunch of rude bitches who were playing mean games. They subscribed (laughs) to her OnlyFans account so that they could Mm -hmm. take screenshots and do this. So, I mean, it sucks that she was treated like this, although these horrible situations are sometimes a blessing in disguise. Yeah, I continue to be just amazed at the number of stories coming out of OnlyFans. God bless America, everybody. Girl power. Girl power. We out. We out. Thank you for listening to, what's it called? The podcast. The chat. The cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout-outs of people you don't even know, and yet you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho. Pepper Jack. Swiss. So many cheeses, and not one word. So weird. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.